Welcome to Level Up, the podcast that's dedicated to the higher education community that brings you countless stories of employees, students, and the faculty's journey in this remote world we live in. We will explore the many adversity that each one of us experience and share our story to inspire and inform. This is your host, Dr. Leland, a serial educator, an opportunities designer, and a compassionate leader. Welcome to Level Up. Today, we will be talking to Dr. LaBelle and his journey to inspire our listeners. I am super excited for you to meet him and get to know his own journey towards his purpose. Dr. LaBelle, tell us a little bit about your background. Well, hey, Constance, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Dr. James, Jim LaBelle, however, James, Jim, I answer to it all. I'm a professor. But I also, at this point in time, still do a little bit of consulting for small business. Uh, as a whole, I'm, I'm out of my business life, per se. But like I said, I still do some consulting for small business. Uh, I've been teaching in this online environment for a little, a little over 13 years now. I've taught courses undergrad and graduates. Uh, a lot of the undergrad classes, uh, actually, when I started teaching, I worked with a lot of the introduction courses helping students to to get acclimated to, you know, coming back to school and working in the online environment. Uh, I then transitioned into many of the management classes from principles of management to operations management to strategic management. Uh, I've also had the opportunity to teach in the marketing field, you know, marketing classes, service, customer service classes. And I've also been very fortunate to be able to teach business law, business policy, uh, I've taught research classes in the undergrad and graduate programs, as well as teaching business policy and strategy and quality management in the graduate programs. And I've also had my share of experience in the small business world uh, over 30 years in the beverage and salty snack industries being self-employed. Wow, that's a mouthful. A lot of things going on. So I'm so glad you took your time to be here today and talk to us. Um, what do you like about teaching? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoy I, I just enjoy the opportunity to, to work with students and, and help them be able to move towards their educational goals. You know, I, I enjoy being able to share my experiences, my work experience, uh, my educational experience as well with the students. And at the same time, having them to be able to share their experiences also, as we know, a lot of the students that we deal with are adult learners. So they have a lot of valuable experience to share. And it's it's nice to see what they have to offer. I think, though, probably one of the biggest things I like about teaching is when you have that student that has that wow moment. You know, and you get to share in it. You, you, you get to see that light bulb go off, if you will, and, 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 you get, and you get to realize that you were part of that process for them. And, again, I think another thing that I really enjoy is, you know, when a student comes back to you and says, what you taught really made a difference, it really helped, it was applicable to, to my life, you know, my business life, my personal life. And that's kind of my gist of the, the whole aspect of wanting to teach. 
That is so awesome. It's like continuous improvement, not only for ourselves as teachers, but get to help. And I think most of um, teachers, professors, however you want to call them or label them, but at the end of the day, we really love people and we like to help, right? Wouldn't you agree? I, I, I agree 100%. Right. Now, what, if any, would you like your students to know about you that's somewhat relatable to their experience? Well, I'm probably going to go down a little bit of a personal road here, uh, but I, th- I think it's important for people to realize that, that the biggest thing is, I feel, no matter what life throws at you, you you have the opportunity to overcome it. And so just a little bit of uh, background of, of why I state that. Uh, through my master's program, uh, I was going through a very rough divorce. And there was times that I wasn't in my house. There were times I didn't have internet access. But being able to reach out to my professors and communicating with them, they took the time to really work with me and help me get through it. You know, they realized that it's, it's important when you're able to reach out and, and help people. You know, and I think that's part of, too, going back to the previous question you asked me, I think what really drives me is, is knowing that, you know, through my rough times, because of something I wanted to accomplish, I had people that were willing to reach out and help me just by me asking. And again, sometimes for some of us, I think it can be kind of difficult. You know, it's a pride thing, right? We don't want to ask for that help. We're afraid to ask for that help. But sometimes you have to swallow that pride and realize we're all humans. And when you take that time to to reach out to someone, they're going to reciprocate and, and really help you and get you past that hump that's holding you back. And I think it's important for students to know that, to to realize, you know, as they sit in our class and and they hear us talk and they hear us lecture, that they're also able to connect with us that we're human and, and we remember where we came from. Yeah, because we too were once a student, right? We were on their seat and and went through rough times and things like that. So thank you for sharing your personal adversity and where you are helping your students because you went through it. So I love that tip of, you know, realize that people will uh, help you if you're willing to actually swallow your pride and just ask for help, right? You never know what's on the other end of that. So thank you for that. Now, what do you think other professors should do in order to keep students engaged in the classroom? And what kind of tips can you provide for other teachers? Well, honestly, Constance, to me, this is a tricky question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, when we think about that, you know, keeping students engaged, getting professors to engage with their students, I think one of the, the major keys is for us taking the time to know our students. To me, it's not always about teaching that lesson. I mean, yes, the lesson's important because, right, we're here to educate our students, but also being able to make that connection with them because, let's face it, we we all know that all of us at some point in time struggle. We have struggles. We have things that kind of knock us down. And as a teacher, a professor, whatever, or as you said earlier, however we define us, it's important for us to reach out to that student and try to get to know them. Again, you know, thinking back to what really helped me get through my master's program, I had a couple professors who really took more interest in what was going on in my life and happening to me at that time than they were concerned about teaching me. You know, they wanted to see me succeed. And and through their expression of concern, it really made it possible for me to learn. I knew that I had someone in my corner. 
And so I think it's really just that student engagement, you know, having that opportunity to, to let that student know that, that you're there for them. You know, make that connection beyond the classroom. You know, of course, yes, they're here to learn. They're here to learn from us. But again, it can be more than just what we show through a lesson that we teach them. You know, it's that, again, remember you know, where we came from. Because, you know, at the one time, as you said previously, we, we were students too. And it's important for us to remember that and to take that time to, to really reach out to the students and, and realize that some of them, they need you know, that kind of extra push. They need that extra connection. And, and, and I think it's important that as teachers, we identify those students because as we know, some, they won't want that extra help or whatever because they're going to want to do it on their own. But we all, we will always have those students that they want, they, they need somebody to reach out and to help support them. That's amazing. Now, what keeps you, like, what makes you feel inspired throughout all that adversity? I think simply because I have an opportunity to make a difference in a student's life, even if it's one student. If I can help that one student, that's, to me, a successful day. You know, having the chance to continually learn myself as I teach different courses. Uh, just, that, you know, that continual learning for me because then it's, it's learning that I can share with my students. And again, having a chance to interact with other professors and, and share ideas and collaborate on projects. You know, there are so many different things that truly can, I think, inspire each and every one of us. And at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is, for me, what inspires me is knowing that I have a platform where I can share my knowledge. And through that sharing of knowledge, really, hopefully, benefit students. Yeah. As well as my call as well as my colleagues. That's true. That's amazing. Now if I could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you do and would you want to be known only by that project? Well, when I think of that, you know, something that I really truly would like to do, I would like to start another business and, and, and be able to grow that business where I could turn it over to my children. Because I know for my father that was always a lifelong dream of his for me. And I got to live part of that. And so I think I'd really like to venture down that road and, and try to wade the water, see what I would want to get back into. I don't know if it would be back into the beverage business, the salty snack business, something else. I'm not sure. But I, I wouldn't want to be just defined by that. For example, when, when I owned my own business, people would ask, what is it you do? And, I, and I'd say, I'm in the chip business. And unless they had follow-up questions, I, I would just leave it at that because, you know, I wanted them to also understand I, I am also a husband and a father. And another quick point, to, to this day, most people don't even know that I have my doctorate because I don't want others to look at me differently because to really answer this question, I don't want to truly be defined as one thing or another. At the end of the day, I'm just Jim, you know, and I think that there are things that we can do. There's things that we can accomplish, and I think it's wonderful to have those accomplishments, and like now I've got initials beside my name, right? I mean, it's nice to have those, but I don't want that to be what defines me. I just, I want people to look at me for who I am. I'm Jim. You know, if I'm in the classroom, yes, I, I might be your professor, 
but I'm still Jim and, and I'm here to help you. I want to be part of your life. I want to help you accomplish your goals. You know, when I was in business, yeah, I'm a business owner, but at the end of the day, I'm the guy out running around the softball field or at a, at a football field coaching the kids or something along those lines. Again, I've been blessed by having the opportunity to have so many different experiences in my life. And I don't look at any one of those as defining me because like I said, I, I just want people to know I'm Jim. That's that's true. We do wear many hats, right? Like you said, I don't actually a lot of my friends don't know I have a doctorate either. When people ask me, what do you do? I'm like, I teach. That's pretty much what I say, right? <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, oh my God, this conversation is going to be long, you know? Um, because I do teach from K, like kindergarten all the way to 60 year olds. Like, what do you want me to say? And there's going to be a lot of projects. And you're right. Pigeonholing ourselves to just one title doesn't really make you as a person of who you are, right? So that's true. Now, if you could tell your students one thing that would make your job easier in the classroom, what would it be? I think, you know, and, and I guess maybe it's kind of a pet peeve, I don't know. Uh, but it would just, you know, my, I would want my students just to make sure that they're paying attention to like due dates for assignments and that they get their work in on time. Uh, again, I, I realize that life happens and things come up but you know as a whole I, I think that's the main thing I want my students to do so that also I think it shows me that they're engaged in the class because oh I know oh this assignment's due on Wednesday I need to make sure it's in or this assignment's due on Saturday I need to make sure it's in and you know to me that's probably the biggest thing that, that I expect or would want from my students is that they just make sure that they're paying attention to, to their syllabuses and the due dates and that they do their best to get that work in as i said i know life happens things can get in the way and and i do and i understand that again because of being in their shoes but so i mean in response to that question that's probably the biggest thing it's it's to me enjoyment to have these students and to work with them so I can't really think of anything else. Yes, yeah, so really Dr. LaBelle's students. From them. Yeah, put your, in, uh, put your assignments in on time, that's for sure. Um, how did COVID change your teaching methodology? As a whole, I don't really think that it did. I think one thing, it, it did help me to maybe be a little bit more understanding of the challenges that the virus did present to, to many folks. I think maybe I had a little bit more empathy simply because Unfortunately, I had some students that actually lost loved ones, lost family members. I had a, a number of students that had the virus themselves and really locked them down, as well as I don't, I can't tell you how many students ended up working 12, 14, 16 hour shifts. So as a whole, I, I don't think my methodology really changed. I think maybe there was a little bit more understanding and, and a little bit more leniency, a little more empathy. but. As a whole, I, I still looked at my classes and tried to present the information as I've done over all these years. Awesome. Awesome. What is the most challenging for you in the classroom? Hmm, well, <laughs> if I see anything as a challenge, it, it'd probably be getting students to have a willingness to participate in the live chats. I mean, and I understand not all schools that we teach at have live sessions, but the schools that I do teach at that have them it's really trying to get them to be active in the class. Uh, you know, to me, it almost seems like it's feast or famine. It's, you usually get everyone participating or you get everyone sitting there quiet as a church mouse. 
You know, there there never seems to be that happy medium where you get that nice mix of a class where you at least get some people participating and others are kind of just listening and observing. And, and, and I get that because I know myself, especially when, when I was going through my degree programs, very often I would be in a chat and I wouldn't say much. I was really just listening and observing and, and listening to what others said. But again, I, I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge that I see that I've come across. It, because everything else, as far as reaching out to the students, grading papers, uh, I don't know if I should say it's kind of routine, but I think, you know, when you when you get into this groove, it's not kind of routine because they're kind of expected. You need to do that, right? Because we, we have to make sure we continually engage our students. Yeah. And how do we engage them? Well, we reach out. Yeah. Or we, you know, their grades that we send back. You know? so, <laughs> Feedback, yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's true, that's true. Well, the good news is I will arm you, Lindsay and I will arm you with a fun live Zoom activity soon that you could maybe change up um, in your live chats and see if that makes difference. Um, so it's that's coming up. That's some exciting things happening. Uh, how do you inspire your students? I try, I try to make everything very simple. You know, I try to paint a picture that I'm, I'm just like them and have followed the path that, that they are currently on. You know, I try to add that encouragement by telling them that the sky is the limit for them. And with hard work, they can accomplish anything. And, and I want to be there. I want them to understand that I will be their strength to help them reach and achieve that goal of gaining their education. Awesome. Now, bonus question. How would you inspire and inform your colleagues as well as your students? Keeping a positive attitude, being upbeat. And I think maybe this is an important key as well. Just have that willingness to listen because for some people, just having someone that listens to them is sometimes inspiring enough. True. Any more additional thoughts um, that your students or your colleagues could benefit from you? Well, I think it's just, you know, from a student perspective, the biggest thing I feel that they need to realize is that the journey may seem long, but I think it's important to look at it from the perspective. It's just a snapshot of time of your life, be it if it's a two-year two degree program, a four-year, a master's, a doctorate, whatever that case may be. You know, that, that time frame is just a snapshot. You know, it's, you're not losing anything, but you're gaining something in your life and, and you're going to gain a lot more from that little bit of time that you sacrifice to your family and friends to achieve that goal. And I, and, and I, and I would hope that that would be something that would be very beneficial for a student to hear that, you know, look at it. It's just a snapshot of time because really it is. And, and when you think about the educational journey, Sure, that first class you take, you start thinking, oh my gosh, what am I doing? How long is this going to take? And before you know it, two years, four years has gone by and you're done and you're walking across that stage. That is true. That is right. I always tell them to like my kids, why are you still in school, mom? And I'm like, I'm going to be a learner for the rest of my life. I'm getting old anyway. Might as well get something out of it. You know, like that. that's what I usually say. But thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate our time together. And I hope to have you back again on some leadership conversation later on. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. I'd love to come back.
Thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you want to be a guest on my podcast or have questions, email me at levelupbydocleland at gmail.com. Docleland spells D-O-C-L-E-Y-L-A-N-D at gmail.com. I will see you soon in my next episode. Stay connected, informed, and inspired. Until next time. Oh,